And welcome back to the Rack Podcast. We have been so busy since the new year, so let's recap our last episode. Halima Bobby's family traveled to America to pursue the promise of a better life. Now she's headed to Kutztown for her bachelor's in social work. If you didn't get a chance to listen yet, be sure to check it out. Today we are bringing you another interesting Rack graduate whose success has taken her across the country and back. From California State University to Greenville, Mississippi, Caitlin has been broadcasting all over the U.S., you may recognize her from our local station, WFMZ-TV 69 News. There's a lot to talk about, so I'll leave the rest of the details to her. Please welcome Caitlin Reardon. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today. Yes, thank you for inviting me. So I know your schedule is super busy, but tell me about how your career started. So obviously I grew up in Berks County in Lower Alsace area. Went to Randy Rick Beauty Academy when that was still in existence. I went there out of high school. And then I ended up doing hair for a while. I, and I also then ended up coming to Rack while I was doing hair for my first stint. But that was my first career was doing hair. Okay. So how did you decide to come to Rack initially? Um, so when I was working as a cosmetologist, at one point I was like, okay, well, I feel like if I'm going to continue down this path, I should probably get a degree if I want to ever open my own salon. I think my degree here, my associates, is in business yes. of some type. Yes. So I thought that would be a good idea just in case I have some like background in business if I ended up opening a salon, which is obviously not the direction we went, but it was a good base. It was a good basis. So I started that a couple years into doing hair. I think I was in my, I think I was probably 20 because I think, uh, I got distracted with life for a little while and I stopped sure. at 21 and then came back later. Okay, so you took a break in your studies, which happens to a lot of the students that we have here today. When you came back to Rack the second time, did you feel that you were supported and that you could pick up where you left off? I do. I do remember feeling that way. I, I felt like Rack was a supportive and relatable environment the entire time. I think that was one of my favorite things about it is because you just the experience of going to Rack, you had not just a bunch of kids out of high school who were all all in the same life position as you. You had a lot of different influences from like people who were different ages coming back to school later and stuff right. like that. So it kind of broadened the experience of your classes a little bit more than a traditional college. Absolutely. I agree with you. I talk about this all the time. I think the diversity that we have here is really one of the great things about RAC and that no matter where you are in life, there's definitely someone who's in the same shoes as you on the same path as you when you get here. A thousand percent. And the other huge, huge benefit is the cost. Like you cannot beat that Unless you have like a scholarship or everything's perfect, which was not my situation, then you end up owing a lot of money. And I do, for Cal State LA, I do owe some money for that. But for Rack, it's so affordable. So that was a huge thing. You end up with less debt or no debt, depending how you do it, which makes a lot of sense, especially if you don't know what you want to major in and you're just trying to do your gen ed. So I know I sound like a commercial, but it's ridiculous, <laughs> but it's true. No, it definitely is. I think, how can you know really what you want to do when you're just out of high school, when you're just sort of coming into who you are and Rack is a great place to sort of explore a few opportunities if you're not really sure what direction you want to go. I, I agree. I agree a thousand percent. I think there were a lot of neat features and experiences that this particular school provided. Okay, so what did you do with your career after you graduated with your business administration degree here from Rack? 
So I did transfer. I applied to two schools, universities at, from RAC with my um, associate's degree. It was Cal State LA and Temple in Philly, which I did get accepted to both. And they both took the majority of the credits. I think there were just like a handful. And Cal State LA actually took like one more than Temple, which was kind of random. So I wanted to move to California. So I went out there, finished uh, a degree in broadcast journalism, and then took my first news job in Greenville, Mississippi. Okay, awesome. So what was that like? It was, so it was the Mississippi Delta, which I don't know if you've ever been to Mississippi. It's like, it's not a place that I ever imagined going to, but it was the coolest experience because it was like this tiny town and there was like this really awesome like blues culture that I never had such an appreciation for blues music and like where that music actually came from until I lived in Mississippi and I feel like it was such a like a life broadening experience because it was so the opposite of moving there from Los Angeles to Mississippi was so different it was a lot different than where I grew up in Pennsylvania so and that job I was an MMJ so that meant I shot all my own stuff I edited all my own stuff. I was also the main anchor there, which is like randomly not normal to happen out of school. But the pay was very uh, meager because your first markets typically are really an extension of college, Okay, I feel like. Okay, so tell me and our listeners, what does MMJ stand for? Oh, yeah, I guess um, it's a multimedia journalist, which, you know, there's okay. still a lot of people that are that. In fact, a lot of like bigger markets have those now, which that's a whole nother thing. I think people do better in teams pairs like a photographer a reporter but a lot of markets have mmjs um, and that's how a lot of people start it's good to know those skills okay so where did your career take you next after that bakersfield california i actually came back i had my first daughter in between those two jobs so i came back to reading for a while and was like out of news for nine months ish a year maybe and then i got back in and went to bakersfield california at kbak i was a weekend anchor there and a reporter you know, I liked living there. I had come from Los Angeles. It was only two hours north of there. So I still had some friends that I got to see. And it was nice. I really enjoyed different things about all the places that I lived. So how did you eventually make your way back to Reading permanently okay. after that? So Bakersfield to Spokane, Washington, which Spokane was amazing. And it was a really cool station as well. And I had two kids by then. I had my daughters and I, we lived there. Then we went to Little Rock, Arkansas. We lived there for like, I was probably at that station for the longest, three and a half years. And then back to Reading. I wanted to come back home because at this point I had four kids, moved back home. I wanted to be closer to my family where I grew up. My my mom was still here. My sister and her husband and their kids moved back. And I, you know, I have friends here. I never see them because my life is ridiculous. And we're in the middle of a pandemic. So, you know. Sure. So just tell me what it was like for your family moving all around like that. You know, I didn't realize when I read your bio that your children were with you, but obviously that makes sense. So what was it like for them? Some of them were with me. The littlest two were born in Arkansas, so they weren't on the journey as much. I mean, they were pretty adaptable. My oldest will be 10 in like shortly, and uh, my next one is eight, and they were pretty adaptable. I mean, we had a lot of like luck in places that we lived at times, because in Washington, it was just me and the kids, and we really like met good people that helped me just kind of keep everything afloat, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. It was was, was difficult. When I came back here, I wanted to come back here as like a permanent place to let them grow up, because I didn't Mm want to keep jumping around and 
hopping all over the place. And at some point you need to, you need to be stationary. Sure. Okay. So can you tell me a little bit about what it's like behind the scenes and working on the news? Yeah. People in news have sometimes a strange, morbid sense of humor. I think it's to deal with all the bad stuff you hear all the time, every day. It's a cool job because it's different every day. So like, that's one of the best things about it is there's always trade-offs with every job you have. But with this job, you're not like getting up, going to an office, like, okay, not that that's awful, but for some people that is not what works. And so I don't know what I'm going to be doing each day. It's like, okay, well, let's see what's going on. Working behind the scenes, especially now, because we're still working from home if we want to, I guess I am working from home. I just like to have that flexibility. And so you have to be able to really manage your time. We've done a lot of Zooms. We've had to adapt to that. I have not had to shoot my own stuff here. Okay. Well, I am curious. Do you always work with the same videographer, the same photographer? That depends where you are. Like at other stations that I worked at, you would be switched every day and this and that. Here, we we did do that more when we were in, when I first started in 2019 at WFMZ, it was October of 19, obviously pre-pandemic. And so we did switch. We'd be in the office. It would be this day, you'll go with this person, this day, you'd go with this person. Okay. And we're a smaller operation here. Like the Burke's office, which is where I am based out of, is a small operation than Allentown so I don't know that was probably more mixing and mingling we only had like two or three that we would switch between since the pandemic we've largely worked with the same people most of the time there's been some switching but then like when things get really bad we tighten it up when things get a little bit better then we'll switch here and there but you certainly begin to know that person very very well (laughs) okay so can you talk about the career outlook a little bit I know you touched on it what you did right out of your bachelor's degree But can you talk about if there are any opportunities for students who are graduating with their associate's degree in broadcast and journalism? I feel like there are always opportunities and I'm not sure. I I couldn't tell you exactly what news directors are going to be looking for now. At one point, there was like almost a requirement to have a bachelor's degree. But I also worked with somebody in Arkansas who was like one of our most like go-getter reporters and he didn't have a degree at all. And he was like, and he was, he was great at his job. So sometimes it's about who you meet sometimes it's about what you can prove sometimes it's about you know just getting your foot in the door internships are an option I mean I think there's always opportunities you just have to reach out like when I was going to get my first job out of college I had done everything myself I didn't have an internship at a news station or anywhere like that and I like edited my own tape together with friends that I was in school with and it was like a collection of made-up news stories and when I look back on it it was like horrible to watch like I can't believe I got a job (laughs) I I mean I guess people could see potential and so that's that but I'm like oh my gosh how did anyone hire me looking at this but I sent it out all over the country and this time I was sending out DVDs Mm -hmm. in like these envelopes and it was ridiculous and I sent them out all over the country and I got one response one job offer and it was in Mississippi I was like I'll take it right so I feel like you just have to keep going until you get that opportunity or get that person to give you that shot and it's not always the same traditional path for everyone oh sure I I like that part of your story because one of my favorite things to say is the answer is always no if you don't ask so I always say you know just keep putting yourself out there and keep looking for those opportunities because they're really not going to find you as you may know this past 
last year was RAC's 50th anniversary. So do you have a message that you'd like to pass on to Dr. Looney and our community on this historic occasion? I would just say um, RAC is really a gem and I am so grateful, I'm sure alongside of so many other people that, you know, this is here for people in the community to take advantage of. And like, congratulations on being so successful and being here for so long. This is really an important place for opportunity for people in Berks County. Absolutely. Thank you for that. And just finally, do you have any closing advice for our students and listeners who may be on a path similar to yours or looking to get into a career like yours? I feel like you should just never think that you can't do it. And also, I think people just need to not worry about what everyone else is doing or what worked for someone or what works for someone else. I think you just need to be persistent. Persistence and determination and, you know, you don't always know exactly how to do something when you start it. Like I felt very right. insecure when I first was going uh, hired to do this job and I was going out to shoot video on my own and I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, like this is falling on me now to do and you just do what you think and do your best and kind of it's kind of the fake it till you make it thing but sure you have to like be able to produce content that was one of the biggest things that one of my professors said in college was produce content so don't just be like well we couldn't get anything because you know your whole job is to make sure that you come back with something so don't worry about if you don't think you know all the things that are required in the job here's the other thing I would say so you know when you look at a job description and it has like an exhaustive list of things that you should be required to do if you're going to get this job right that can scare people off a lot of the time I feel Mm -hmm. like that is very very um, intimidating when you see that and so sometimes people be like well I can't do this so maybe I shouldn't apply for this job I don't think that's the way that you should look at it. It's like, well, I can do X, Y, and Z, so maybe I'll reach out and see. And if it doesn't work, then fine, you know, we'll do it again. Okay, that's great advice. Thank you for sharing that with us. It was so great having you on the show today. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us. Thank you for inviting me. It was delightful. An education from RAC is a great way to pave the path to your success. Did you know RAC has more than 10 programs that can be done completely online? The Business Administration Associate of Arts degree is one of those options. You will receive a strong general education base with additional business and humanities classes to set you up for success. Then transfer seamlessly to your four-year college of choice through one of RAC's 25-plus articulation agreements. To get started today, email admissions at rack.edu or call 610-607-6224. Classes are starting soon and you are never more than a few weeks away from something great. Check back for new episodes as we share more stories of our successful graduates. I am Sonia Rieger on the Reading Area Community College Podcast, and I can't wait to see you next time. Bye.